Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined by Justin Wells, uh, Inside Texas analyst at InsideTexas.com. Uh, Justin, uh, we're here for the questions answered segment uh, each week, every Thursday. You and Joe Cook normally take this uh, this uh, uh, podium, but we got uh, sidetracked because Joe Cook had to get married. He had to go and get married this week, so it's going to be you and I talk a little Longhorn football recruiting news uh, today instead, and we're going to do a little 10 questions answered. Uh, Justin, I'm going to start it off here for you, buddy. In the last week, what is the thing that happened with the Texas football that most confirmed a previous thought you had? So what is the thing that you confirmed a previous thought that you had about this Texas football team? That Terrence Brooks is going to be a star. Um, we, we hear it more and more. I, I know we, we, we heard his name a few times during the scrimmage on Saturday and then even more over the last few days. Um, listen, people notice Ryan Watts because he's 6'3", over 200 pounds. He's huge at corner. People know Manny Muhammad. He's a, a former high four, low five star coming out of South Oak Cliff. They know Gavin Holmes, the transfer out of Wake Forest, all ACC uh, type kid. Terrence Brooks is the one you got to talk about, Bobby. Terrence Brooks is the one that's got the, the, the ability to play on Sundays. And I think this week's practice has only further confirmed that. Yeah. The other guys have a chance to play on Sundays, too. You're just saying that, that you're hearing that he may be the best of the best. And you know, Look, Brooks is the most natural right now. I feel like he is. And, 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 and that's yeah, they all have talent. And that's the beauty of this room. They're all gonna. They're all. The cream is gonna rise to the crop uh, to the top. But I'm telling you, Brooks is special. Yeah, well, that, that's confirming something that you've had long thought. A five star by by on three as well. And I know you guys have been very high on him. Let me take you to a different question, but a, of the same sort. What is the one thing you've learned this week, Justin, that surprises you the most about the Texas team? Hmm. That's a good one, Bobby. What surprises me the most? Probably. Oh, man. Um, I'll be honest. I was a little surprised to hear Alfred Collins on the edge. Like, I, I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting that, even though it makes a lot of sense now that you think about it. And, and Ian Boyd's written about it. Like, now I, it makes a lot of sense. But beforehand, I, I never thought of Alfred Collins as, as an edge. I thought of him as in, like, he reminds me of, like, Greg Ellis, like an old-school strong side defensive end. You know, that's kind of what I've always envisioned Collins in. And now with him, them using different packages, using him in edge more, to me that was probably – that's probably my biggest surprise. Speaking with Justin Wells, InsideTexas.com analyst, uh, Alfred Collins a, a pick, Terrence Brooks a pick for you. Let, let me transition now. We're, we're basically two weeks in. Yesterday was two weeks from the start of fall camp, Justin. Who's the best player on this football team? Kelvin Banks. Why? Kelvin ba Kelvin why, Banks. why do you think he's the best? Because I think Kelvin, because he's the best one, he's the best at his position. Two, there's a, there's a clear difference between him and the other tackles. And that's, and I'm not knocking Christian Jones. I'm not knocking those guys. Kelvin Banks is just different. He's differently built. He's differently made. Uh, he performs at such a high level with very, very little error, Bobby. The guy doesn't make many mistakes. 
Uh, he knows exactly what he's supposed to do. He knows what protections he's in. Um, he's dominant. And here's the thing. We, you could ask me the same question 12 months from now, and you might get the exact same answer. That's where we're at with Kelvin, because you have to consider guys like Byron Murphy, who is unbelievable. You have to consider Tavondre Sweat, Jalen Ford, Quinn Ewers in that conversation. A.D. Mitchell has yet to be guarded. You, you, you can consider him as well. But Kelvin Banks, top to bottom, has no peer in the tackle room. And I think he's only just beginning to, to, to really uh, unearth what how good he's going to be. Matt Miller, the ESPN draft analyst, I spoke to him on Wednesday. He, he, he like, put Banks in a different category. Just to, just to be clear, just like you're, you're doing right now. That's one of the reasons I asked you that question, Justin, because I, I thought that's who you'd come up with. Let me go, let me go to this next one. Jonathan Brooks and Keelan Robinson both went to the media on Wednesday, spoke. Brooks is the starter at running back. Robinson, a wealth of experience in, in Steve Sarkeesian's system, right? He yeah. literally has five years now experience in Sark's system, I think. Question for you as it relates to this. Even though that's the case, who is the team's second leading rusher this season, in your opinion? Is Easy. it Keelan Robinson or is it Cedric Baxter? Cedric Baxter. Cedric Baxter is going to be the second leading rusher on this team. It, it, you know, I, I, I equate a lot to Cedric Baxter. He reminds me of, of Cedric Benson in, in the sense that we we know what you, you know. We know we, Texas knows what they have. They have a big time, dynamic five star running back. They know that. How long is it going to take before he has to get starters carries? Is it because if you'll if you'll remember back with Benson, I believe it was after the Texas OU game uh, that that it was Oklahoma State the next week, and I believe that was the first time Benson had actually started a game, and it was after that loss. And so, I know it's different times. That was that was obviously over twenty years ago, but with Baxter, that's it's a similar similar story. Big, strong, fast. And there's not other backs on this roster that look like he does. When you need short yardage, when you go goal line, that's your guy. That's your guy that you're gonna that's gonna get the peel on the three or four yard line. That's the guy. And so with Robinson, you have to understand. I think Robinson's gonna have a package of plays, and I think he is going to be one of the most versatile guys in the program, from special teams to tailback to so many things. But Jonathan Brooks is the starter. He is your more natural back. And Cedric Baxter is your is going to be your backup running back. That's going to be the guy that 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 gets low and gets between the hole and 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 gets behind his blockers and and, and starts carrying folks. Listen, Keelan Robinson is dynamite. That guy can do so many things. But Cedric Baxter's back there now. If Baxter wasn't on this roster, this would be a different conversation. But he is, and he's at two hundred eighteen pounds. And Bobby, there's no other tailbacks on this roster that look like he does. Hey, Justin, this is this next one. I I I, I like the answer, and I agree with you as well. Um, we've talked a lot this off season, and we're we're two weeks away now, roughly, right from the from the season starting. We've talked a lot about vocal leadership on defense, Byron Murphy, Jaron Thompson, Jalen Ford. Those are the three names that have come up uh, most. Right. I'm going to add one to you, okay? And this is based on what I heard from Tuesday night's practice from a couple of different people. They felt the loudest person on the field on defense was Jalen Catalog. He was barking out orders, telling people where plays were going. I mean, he was talking. 
you have two talking guys back there now with Jaron Thompson and Jalen Catalan. Uh, best safety tandem at Texas since when, in your opinion? Elliott and Stearns, maybe? Man, it Deshaun Elliott and Caden Stearns would be a good argument. Um, man, I was trying to think who played beside Brandon Jones back there for a year. Um, man, no, listen, if Jalen Catalan is in that mode, Texas is in real good shape because now Jalen Catalan's kind of, this is the player you're seeing. Like everyone that knows Jalen knows he is incredibly quiet, very, very quiet, humble personality. Once you get on the football field, he's a different cat. This is different. He, 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 he treats things differently. Jalen is a leader through and through. If you've got him and Jaron back there barking orders, you've essentially got two quarterbacks in your defensive secondary. So no matter what happens, you're going to be in place. You're going to be in the right scheme. You're going to be in the right formation because those guys back there are incredibly smart. You know, that's a good duo, and that's a great question, Bobby. I think since you had thought about it, Deshaun and Caden Stearns is probably close. Um yeah, I'd probably have to go with that one. Um, I do remember the duo of, of Quandre Diggs. I think it was Diggs and Adrian Phillips that t- wound up being pretty good. You know, Phillips played in the league for a decade. Quandre still does. But it, it that's a cool note because, listen, when Jalen Catalan is barking, that means the dog's off his leash. <laughs> and, listen, Catalan will bite. Uh, I, I, we were doing a live show on Thursday morning uh, Justin, did you realize he had 99 tackles as a true freshman or as a redshirt freshman at Arkansas? 99. Yes. I mean, that's unheard of for a guy. 99. I mean, that's just. <laughs> he I plays mean, with reckless abandon. And, yeah. and, and people used to hold his size against him. And so he plays with a chip on a literal chip on his shoulder because of that. And now that he's, he's becoming more active and more vocal. <laughs> the Big 12 is not ready for that, Bobby. I'm going to I'm going to switch spots on you here, Justin. A okay. uh, little little uh, change up. The offensive line. What are you hearing behind the scenes that you're that you're thinking about right now? Uh, it doesn't have to be I mean we we we've, we've reported DJ Campbell has moved into the starting right guard spot. But behind the scenes, what are you hearing about the offensive line in total, specific moves, anything that you think is is interesting to folks? Yeah, I think it's still coming down to Kyle Flood finding eight guys that he can rely on. I think that's the number, eight guys. Six is probably the the base number. Six is probably going to be your flat. You're going to definitely see six because I think Cole Hudson's going to get a lot of reps at center, a lot of reps at left guard, depending on how DJ Campbell does, probably some reps at right guard. He's that versatile guy. What you're hearing, though, is DJ Campbell's ascension. What you're hearing is Neto Umiazulu pushing at different spots. You're hearing Trevor Goosby is the freshman from the 2023 cycle that's actually making an impression, and he's the one that didn't enroll early. He's the one that went through high school. Um, But I think what you're getting is cohesion. These guys are really used to each other now. You're hearing about cohesiveness behind the scenes? They're playing. They've played so much together. It's not just on the field. These guys hang out off the field, Bobby. A lot of these guys live with each other. These offensive linemen, and you understand they're doing this so, such a long time. O-linemen are a different breed. That's a different <laughs> clique, different group of dudes, okay? Probably the smartest group on the team. 
And so they're always unique and different and they really like each other and they all hang out. And I think that's huge. The fact that Christian Jones came back is ginormous because can Cam Williams start at right tackle for Texas right now? Yeah, he probably could. But is he ready? Is he ready for a 12, 13 game season? That remains to be seen. Does he have the stamina for that? Does he have the endurance? And so the fact that you get a Jones back and you've got a Hayden Connor, a guy that can play some different spots. You've got a Kelvin Banks, like we have talked about, that's probably on another level. And then you've got a position at center in Jake Majors that's solid, that, that you know exactly what you get. We saw five guys get snaps at center in the scrimmage on Saturday. To me, that's depth. That's solid, strong depth. And so the thing I hear the most behind the scenes, Bobby, is really they, they want eight. Six, preferably. They want six that they know. That's the baseline that they know they can go out there and, and, and throw hands with the D-line on a regular basis. And when Alabama, when they go to Alabama in week two, they're going to need eight. They're going to need those guys because it's going to get down and dirty in the trenches. But that's kind of what I hear the most of. It's kind of the, the cohesiveness, the kind of the – it's those 2022 guys taking the next step. It's the 2023 guys know, kind of knowing their role, knowing their spot. And then you've got the incumbents that are there for a reason. They've earned that starting job, and they're not letting go of that anytime quick. This line is going to be really good, Bobby. How good depends on tailback, depends on Quinn Ewers, depends on how much this offense scores, but it's not going to be because of the offensive line. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Good. Speaking with uh, Justin Wells of InsideTexas.com, if you don't have a subscription to Inside Texas, uh, you're missing out uh, from the uh, reporting from guys like Justin, Jerry Hamilton, myself, Eric Nalin, our publisher, Joe Cook, who's missing today in action because he got married and he's on his honeymoon. Uh, Ian Boyd, Paul Wadlington uh, as well. All of us in between. I got it. I think I got one. I got a question for you, Bobby. Go for it. And, just, and, and, and I do have to give props to my boy, Joe Cook, who actually text, texted me something yesterday from Costa Rica, and I'm not going to tell you what I texted him back, but it was something along the lines of, if you're going to try to micromanage me from freaking Costa Rica, we're going to have a problem. And so he's happy. He's doing his thing. But here's my thing for you, Bobby. You asked me about the O-line, and that was a really good question because there's so many – people know the guys, but they, they want to know the nuance behind it. Right. I'm going to flip the defensive – I'm going to flip the line. The offensive line to me is most important on that side of the ball. The defensive line is the most important on that side. What do you hear lately? We knew there were going to be some depth back there. We knew Trill Carter was going to get into some get into the rotation. What are you hearing on the defensive side that gives you, okay, Texas might be taking this step this year? I, I think you mentioned Alfred Collins' um, versatility. 
Uh, of late, Jare Bledsoe's gotten some acclaim, not just from the coach, not just publicly from coaches, but yeah. behind the scenes. We know he had uh, two would-be sacks on Tuesday night against the second-team offensive line, um, and he was playing inside when he did that, which means the backups at inside are actually pretty good. Yeah, um, you know, I think that that what I'm waiting to see is in, in you know, is what is created by the loss of Ovia Gufu and or the addition of Ethan Burke to talk about the defensive line. Because I think Sorrell's better. I think Sweat, Murphy, uh, Carter, Collins, those guys are a push against what happened last year, even with Moro Jomo and Keandre Coburn going out the league. The real question, Mark, is this uh, boundary or buck position uh, that Ethan Burke is playing right now. Yeah. Um, what do they get out of him? Because hopefully they get more than one and a half sacks that Ovia Gufu put up. Um, and that's so I, I don't hear I will say this. I don't hear a lot uh, behind the scenes about, oh, they're a cohesive group. I, you don't really hear that much because they work out separately. The, the, yeah. the defensive tackles and the edges work out separately. A lot of people don't know that. Um, but uh, I would say that that that's really my my thrust right now is that that position I'm just, I'm still, I've got some still uh, legacy concerns, I think going through my, my veins right now. Position. I appreciate that. Hey, I've got a couple more uh, for you that I want to get to that. I I think you're are are good uh, fodder. Um, And I don't know, you may have already answered this in a previous one with Joe, but I want to hear it for myself. Obviously, Texas is most concerned right now with Alabama of all because Alabama has the best roster Texas will face. Whether it's the best team or not is to be determined, but the best it's roster. It's week two. So yeah, yeah, and it's week two. Outside of that game, though, which one do you think Texas fans should be most concerned with? Whew. That's the million dollar question. Because, I mean, you could make a case for any of these teams on this schedule. Not any of them, but a lot. Most of them. Most of them. You could make an argument. Um, You know, my my default answer is always OU. Because uh, Venables is not going to let that group from Norman come back to Dallas and get shut out again. That's not going to happen again. They're, they're not they're not going to let that or they're going to be damned to, to let that that happen again. So my default answer is OU, but I, I, I love Texas chances against the Sooners this year. I, I think they got a better team this year than they did last year. Um, Texas Tech is the easy answer, but I think the fact that Texas gets them late makes that easier for the horns instead of it being so early in the in the schedule like it was last year. Um you know, I've mentioned Kansas and got, you know, laughed at. Texas Tech, to me, it, I mean, TCU, to me, has has some built-in tensions. There's some, there's some, there's some, there, there, there's some, there's some ill will between those two programs there. I'm going to go with Kansas State. And that's with them losing those corners to the draft, losing Felix, that defensive end, losing Deuce Vaughn, who's probably going to be the backup for the Cowboys now. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Chris Kleiman's bunch because one they develop everybody on the roster and two they play incredibly hard, and so Texas fans have gotten so used to you know the the problems with Bill Schneider and the purple 
slaying the purple dragon. Well, those days are over, but hey, Chris Kleiman's still running a great program. And so if, if there's one, if there's a if there's a game, if there's a team, it's Kansas State, just because I know when they play each other, they're gonna be incredibly prepared and ready. And um it's that's a great question, Bobby, because like I said, most of these teams on this raw on the schedule, I think you can make a a, a decent argument. Well, I, I'll say this. Phil Steele, a couple of weeks ago when we had him on, he said Texas is the only team in the Big 12 that plays what look like the top six teams in the Big 12. So to your point, Justin, Texas's schedule is not conducive to going undefeated in the Big 12 if those are truly the other top six, uh, the group of top six. You got to add Baylor into that group uh, as well, probably. Hey, Justin, uh, one final group of questions in this one can be quick, okay, and it's better or worse. I'm just going to ask you, better or worse, the Texas offense, the Texas defense, the Texas special teams from 22 to 23, better or worse than 23? Offense, better. Defense, push. Special teams, better. I think they're better on special teams because not just because of Ryan Sanborn, not just because they have two kickers that they can rely on, I feel like now with Bert Auburn and Will Stone, but because Jonte Cook in the return game. Keelan Robinson coming off the edge as a gunner. Um, yeah, special teams is going to be a little bit better. Okay. And, and, and I think the offense is too. Defense to me is going to be a push, and that's not a knock on the defense. Listen, if they get up to double-digit sacks, I, I'm wrong. I'll just be wrong in this answer. And, but that's what I—that's what remains to be seen. That's what do you mean by double-digit sacks? I want to see this group. I want to see this group have somebody with double-digit sacks. Okay. I want to see somebody with more than four and a half sacks. I want. I want to see with somebody that that they know they can bend the edge and get after the quarterback. And if that means Anthony Hill in certain packages on third down, if that means uh, Alfred Collins in certain packages, you know, when they play Alabama, so be it. But to me, the defense, I'm not going to say the defense is better until I see that gap between quarterback hurry and quarterback sack. When that gap gets close, then they'll be better. Interesting. Uh, I would go, just for you, I'd go offense better. I'd go defense. I'm waiting to see not necessarily sacks, but turnovers. They can get better turnovers. So I would actually put a, a push because they did finish 11th in the country in defensive efficiency. Asking for them to be much better. That's why I be couldn't a, say better. That's it, would be a, it would be a tall ask. Special yeah. teams, I think they're going to be even better than a year ago than the offense improvement year over year. So, Sanborn right. is big. Jonte Cook back there returning kicks. And Keelan Robinson and A.D. Mitchell maybe even back there a little bit is big. They've got a lot of stuff, man. And don't forget, they added your boy, Joe D. Camillus. That's and why. That's, that's, that's it. That's it. And I'm not taking away from Jeff Banks. We, You know my, my love for Jeff Banks in his third phase of the game. But Joe D, listen, you think they'll be better? You know, when you ask me that, I'm thinking to myself, Joe D's there. <laughs> All right. Hey, Justin, thanks for letting me fill in for Joe Cook today. Uh, that's Justin Wells of InsideTexas.com. And this has been Questions Answered on Texas Football. See you, Justin.